When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, my name is Danilo Petrovic. I'm Ilya Marchenko. I'm Janis Kudla. I'm Evgeny Donskoy. I'm Henry Laksana. I'm Peter Turepko, and, and you are listening to the Game to Love podcast. Hey, welcome back, tennis fans. It is semi-final time. It is upon us. We didn't think uh, about 10 days ago that we would even get this far. Sleepless nights, JG. But ultimately, we've got to this stage in the competition and we have got four incredible tennis players who have made it there. A few have fallen by the wayside. But I think these ones really deserve their place in the semi-finals. Yeah, uh, we're going to be starting with the men's here. This podcast dedicated to the four semi-finals on the men's. And then we'll do the exact same format as this one straight after for the women. On the men, though, I was just having a look at the seeding. That's how I want to start. Okay. On the bottom, we should have seen it coming. Number two and number four. <laughs> it's exactly wow. according to the draw what we'd expect. From the top, we should be seeing what number? What's the ones left? One and three, is it? Well, you yeah, should one and be. Three, but we didn't see it because number one didn't exist. He got deported. And number three, <laughs> Will Zverev yeah. couldn't handle it. Yeah. Well, yeah, he went out to Chapo, didn't he? And uh, we're now left with uh, Matteo Bellatini, the number seven. And the, the number five, I believe, is Rafael Nadal. So it's number six. Yep. So five or six. Yeah, same same difference. They're, they're not the, the top ones, obviously. But they have been the best ones. And I think that they're there on their own merit. I thought something really interesting that we heard uh, after that nadal Chapo match, I was only saw it was coming out uh, a, a day later, that he lost four kilos on court uh, during having heat stroke in that match against Shapovalov. Um, he was really struggling. And I think anybody who thought that that was all uh, a bit of a bluff, I think you need to think again, really, because he was obviously under... A lot of pressure there, and dro- dropping four kilos is that normal? Is that real? Where yeah, apparently. Yeah, no, I've seen it on a few different uh, like places online. It keeps okay. on popping up on different searches. I was like, is that serious? Is he actually lost that much weight? But I saw it on not? the live chat at first. I wasn't sure people were just joking. Um, but yeah, I've seen it a few places. Mm. But yeah, let's get let's get going with them. Uh, we'll start with Rafa, I think. Rafa and the Dal Berrettini. Yeah, they are. For those who didn't get to catch it, uh, watch this John the, the Silk Report. What happened earlier? I've not seen it myself, so I'm going to have a recap on that myself. Oh. But Ben did fill me in with what John's predictions were, and he went Berrettini on this one. So that's an indication of where John's at. Before we get straight into ours, Berrettini has been impressive. He really has. Uh, Monfils pushed him hard. Went to five sets. We know what yeah. happened with Rafael Nadal, struggling with the conditions, um, almost went out. Um, I don't think Berrettini was necessarily pushed as hard because he's just always seemed to be in control in that match. I did catch a little bit of it. He won the final set 6-2. And as as that, although 
he was up two sets. It never for one moment felt like he was really slipping. Um, I just yeah. felt like it was always going to get over the line eventually. Monfils showed some good fighting spirit, but Berrettini too, too strong. And the big talking point what we've had this whole sort of Australian Open and, and before has been the weakness of the Berrettini backhand. Um, what, but I, I saw, um, what's it? Uh, so a few people online as well saying that it's improved. Yeah. Yeah, it has. I mean, John was talking about that actually in the Silk Report oh, earlier. Right. Yeah, nice. so it is actually something that in that match against Monfils, maybe it's the opponent as well, though, because you know when players target it and uh, actually put different looks on his backhand, it might be slightly different. But against Monfils, it did look better. He was more consistent with it. He was actually hitting some winners off it as well. So I don't think it's all to that going to be that easy for Rafael Nadal just to keep playing into that backhand, I think Berrettini will at least be able to get it into a advantageous position so that he can run round it, in my opinion. I don't think he's going to want to, uh, well, he's not going to be wanting to hit it as much as possible. We know what he's like. He just tries to get round it and it's like that hammer of a forehand just comes into play. But, yeah, well, let's have a look at the tweet, what relates to it. Yeah, bear with me. But Berrettini one, there we go. Yeah. So Berrettini's backhand has improved, however little. It goes up against the worst shot it can get. But I think Rafa's cross-court forehand has been generally sharp this tournament. Yep. The bigger issue is next game hangover from not being able to break the annoying tree serves. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be tough. I, 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 I agree with this. I think it's, it is the worst shot for Berrettini, but... He has just played five sets in the most one of the most grueling matches I've seen from Rafa in a long time. Are we still going to see the same Rafa back out on court? I hope so. I hope he's it's had the an same. extra day's rest. He's had an extra day's I rest. So. I feel like a lot of people are just looking what's the past temperatures Rafa. Look, no, what's the temperatures going to be like? That's I think it's what rain. I'm... I've, I've heard oh, people okay. saying it could be raining, so which wow. means we may, may get a closed roof. Oh, yeah, true. Potentially favouring Berrettini with them big serves, but let's wait and see for that. I think this matchup with Rafa right now, he's had the extra day's rest. It's not an injury. You've got to remember, he no, was no. struggling with fatigue, like the whole um, heat, heat, stroke. heat stroke and fatigue. There's something you can recover from. And I think he's been playing extremely well up until that point. And I've been impressed enough to suggest that Berrettini is going to be up, up against it. And I think he's going to be in a lot of trouble, especially with that cross-court forehand to the backhand. They're going to be popping off the surface fast. I think Berrettini is going to struggle to deal with it. And I'm a little bit surprised how... John was saying it's a 60-40. I think that's what you were saying before. It's a 60-40 match for Berrettini in favour of him. I see it oh. completely different. I think uh, Rafa on the Dow was like a 75-25. Wow. I mean, I've, I've looked on a few polls. I mean, I even put a poll out there. And Berrettini seems to be getting like a 57% on, uh, on the selection on the polls as well that I put out, which is... Pretty crazy. People are really fancying his chances. And I think one of the main reasons being the only person that has stopped him in all of his recent Grand Slams has been Novak Djokovic. And people are thinking, if he wasn't there, would Berrettini go a bit further? And I think that's what's well, causing people... We've been people saying to... it as well, haven't we? But... Oh, exactly. So it, it is a good question because he did get to the final at Wimbledon and... Maybe he'll get to another final whenever Novak's not... He's meeting him not along the way, if you know what I mean. So maybe it's only Novak is the guy that can stop Berrettini. Who knows in these Grand Slams? Because he's yeah. got that serve. It's formidable. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, shout out to Gary in the live chat. 
Well, hey. I remember saying decent chance this match will be played indoors. Mm. I agree. Um, yep. How much is that going to factor into it? I'm bored of all this talk, if I'm honest. Uh, we we spoke about it. Uh, was it Roland Garros two years ago? It was played indoors against uh, Djokovic in the final. Rafa was fine. So yeah, let's put it into perspective. I don't think it's, it's fine margins. Much. I don't think it's going to make a lot of difference. The last time they played of note was the US Open. I remember watching that match. Yeah, and it was. Straight a time sets. break in the first, and then the, yeah. got more comfortable as it oh, went yeah, on. Yeah. Berrettini's improved a lot since then. But I think the Dow serves improved a little bit since then as well on the hard court. So we're going to be in for a good match for sure. But I think I'm not as worried as other people are making out. I'm pretty happy he's got Berrettini there. Um, as opposed to, say, well, one of the bigger sort of more versatile players than him. Because Medvedev or Zverev or one of them guys. I'm, I'm not so bothered about Berrettini. Well, uh, don't be bothered at your own peril. I think he's he's got that one-punch knockout power type style, Berrettini. But he does have a lot of weaknesses as well. And this is the thing that if Rafa can exploit the weaknesses, I think Rafa's got a great chance. And plus, you've got to remember who is going to be more mentally strong in this uh, matchup. I know that we can say, oh, Berrettini's only ever been out to Djokovic. Yeah, but he hasn't come up against Nadal in these tournaments either. So if he had come up against Nadal, would it have been the same? Oh, uh, would it have been the same thing that would have happened? Would it have been uh, that he just ends up just going out against any of the big three, not just Djokovic? It could just be when you come up against someone that mentally strong, that he might just go out. Uh, JG, are you all right there? That's so funny, man. I was drinking some water. And I looked at the stream and it went down the wrong hole. Oh, I was no. trying to I was trying to find the mute button before I started like coughing. Coughing. And I couldn't find well, it. You dropped time. something on the laptop or something. What do you mean? Yeah. No, it just went boom. And like there was a big noise. I was like, oh, was you all right? No, no, that's, <laughs> no. that's me coughing. I'm all right, guys. I'm all well, right. Kathy's like, you're okay, JG. No, no, I just need to I've got water. Do we send the ambulance round? Oh, he's still going for it. Anyway. That's what, that's the question I just want to pose to people. Maybe let us know in the live chat. Do you think that Berrettini would only go out to Djokovic? Or do you think anybody of that same uh, mental stability in, in, in the latter stages or of Grand Slams? Because you can't say that someone like Rafa isn't going to be better than him when it comes to the mental side of the yeah. game. Because he will be. We've seen it against Chapeau. That, that could have easily been Berrettini potentially in the last round doing the same thing, really. But you don't know. If Rafa doesn't have the heat, if it is played indoors, maybe he's going to be fine. There's not going to be heat stroke. Maybe he's just going to last for the whole entire five sets if he needs. Hmm. Yeah, let's bring up the tweet about Rafa. All right, let me just find that one. That's Steph. That's the thing, it's this one, yeah. Yeah, so Rafa Nadal's epic Australian Open win ensures at least one of the big three make the semi-finals for the 70th time in the past 71 Grand Slams. The only time one didn't since 2004, uh, when Federer and Nadal sat out of the 2020 US Open and Djokovic was defaulted in the fourth round. Just insane. I've got to... Listen, this tweet blows my mind. The only time one of the big three have not made the semis or at least the semis, was when, in essence, Djokovic got defaulted. Because if he didn't get defaulted, yeah. he would have still he would have made the semis. Yeah, for sure he would have done. 
That's pretty. Yeah. That's a crazy statistic. And I want to. I wanted to bring this up for another reason because I think this signifies how good these guys are. And I don't mean necessarily ability-wise, but mentally, they're absolute giants. People yep. talking about Rafa gets preferential treatment, all this, blah, 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 blah. I feel like we addressed that on the last podcast. Ultimately, he's got a game plan, the way he executes mentally, better than most players, better than all of them. Uh, and that is why Berrettini, regardless of his assets and his power and the youth on his side, he's missing something which these guys have. And I don't think he's going to get it anytime soon either. Um, it's greatness. And I'm telling you now, you've got to factor that into this matchup. And that's why, for me, I just, I'm putting everything together. I think Rafa's played all right up to this point. He struggled with some heat stroke and a bit of fatigue. He was up two sets against Chapo. He was looking, we're looking well, playing great. If, if I think he's going to be all right in this one. I really do. I think, like I said on other podcasts, ten, uh, tennis is, for me, 90% mental, 10% skill, really. Uh, obviously, you could argue that those percentages, but I think all of the top tennis players on tour are that good that it just comes down to how good you are mentally on the court. And that's what differentiates all these top, say, 100 players. Like They're all amazing, the top 100. But you see, when you get all the way to the top, it's a very, very select few that can get it done on the big occasions. And you saw it earlier on to, uh, today. We had Felix versus Medvedev. Yeah. Obviously, Medvedev, he's been to a final. He's been and won a Grand Slam. And you it, you got to see it there. It, it was the experience and it was the mental fortitude of Daniel Medvedev that got him past Felix today. People, I can't say Felix choked that badly today. He played amazingly well. And Daniel Medvedev dug somewhere deep that only great players can dig. And that's what I mean. Like That type of thing is proving Daniel Medvedev is he can be great. He's won one slam. Others are going to be there for him, I think. That just proved to me he's yeah. got some a lot of fights. Because you saw what happened to Zverev. That's where the difference is at the moment, I think. Zverev went down to the other Canadian, two sets of love, just went out with a whimper. Medvedev is not the same. He's yeah. got a fight in him. Let's save that thought for Medvedev because we were talking about that match straight after this. Let's give our predictions on this one. I feel like we've spoke about it. Um, yeah. We spoke about the conditions. We spoke about the matchup. If you want to look at the head-to-head, -head, I believe sure. that's on the second one. Uh, the head-to-head -head played one, won one, and that was the US Open exactly. last year. We spoke about that as well. Sixth seed, seventh seed. Over to the photo, Ben. Over to the photo. And let's give our predictions. I'll let you go first. So you said that John had, did he say ben the sets? He said Berrettini, I think he said Berrettini in five, I think. I think I you believe. said four off stream, so. Oh, maybe. Maybe he changed it. I can't remember off the top of my head. But just going off everything I've just said, I just got a feeling that when you meet one of these big players at a slam, it might just be too much for Berrettini. It's I don't know why. It, I just think it might be, it's going to be a big one. But I think it'll be Rafa in five. Rafa in five, eh? Yeah. Okay, I'm going Rafael Nadal to win this match in four. I think he's going to drop a set. The classic Berrettini be... one. <laughs> yeah, it's good. that's what Berrettini does. He goes on off Djokovic as well. I think Rafa's going to come through in four. And a lot of people agree. We've got Vance saying the same. Uh, Blair going Rafa in four. Uh, Juan, Rafa in straight. Jugoslav, five-set win for Mateo. Ooh, um, yeah. Karan going well. for straight sets Nadal. Uh, 
seems to be a lot of Raffers, but there's a few. You've got Sam Peroni going, Raff, uh, Matteo in four. In, yeah, in four. I, the, my decision really comes from if it is going to be like we've seen the cooling of the, the temperatures since that last Rafa match and we've seen the rain on the court in these uh, quarterfinals as well. The roof has been closed. I think Rafa Nadal isn't going to suffer in the same way that he did in that quarterfinal. That's the main reason that I'm picking him. Is well, I because... don't like five, Ben. I don't know why you're predicting five. That's not a good thing. That's going to be terrible. If Rafa goes to five, if either of these, if this, if this match goes to five, whoever comes through, Say if in the other one it's a quick, quick free setter, they're going to be in big trouble. Exactly, and that's why. Well, you all know I've got picks for uh, winning the tournament, probably, but I'm not going to spoil the party on the next one uh, because we we should get over to it. Stefano Sitibas went through against Yannick Sinner. Uh, I mean, I'll go down to the other graphic. It's just down here. He went through against Yannick Sinner. Bear in mind, myself and JG and many other people, the bookmakers, all had Yannick Sinner to be the winner in this matchup. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't see the first set. I woke up this morning and it was during the rain delay. And he was a breakup already in the second set, Steph. And I started watching the match. I thought, oh, this is a perfect opportunity. I'm just going to get stuck in. It looks like he's playing incredibly well. And I've ne- I've not seen Stefano Tsitsipas serve this well ever in his career. It was incredible. And he literally dominated a Sinner who was playing well. Sinner was trying to get into rallies and Steph just dominated him everywhere it went. Big serves, big forehands, big backhands. It looks like he's putting it all together. Eight, over 80% of first serves in, that, and that was it averaging over the whole match. Ridiculous. And I don't think if he plays like that, who can stop this guy? It's going to only take a, like a madman who can literally, I don't know, he has to get a good returner who can get everything back. And look who's on the other side of the court. It's the mad dog Medvedev, the octopus. <laughs> It's an interesting matchup. Let's be honest. Twelve months ago, they played the same stage um, in the semi-finals, and yep. Medvedev absolutely annihilated him. Yeah, something feels a bit different about this one. Medvedev's come into it after playing five sets. He's had to save match point against Felix. There's been about four or five different situations where Felix could have broken him or had an opportunity or broke back, and or obviously the match point, like I said. Felix had that one so, so close. Like, ridiculous. Yep. It was like a fingertip away from beating Medvedev. And that's why we saw this a different side of Medvedev. We saw him visibly uh, shouting during a point, yeah. during, during the match. We saw him Great, celebrating. He was. He just looked a bit different. And um, I just think he's been put through the ringer a little bit. Sissipas coming into it a little bit fresher. It's going to be a different set, uh, matchup than last year. And I think it's going to be closer. I'm not sure which way to call it, though. Well, this is what I was sort of alluding to when I was John was doing the Silk Report earlier. I, I sent in a message to him saying, is this, obviously we had last year, Sissipas came back from two sets to love down to beat Rafael Nadal in five in the quarterfinal. And then he had to go from there straight into play Daniel Medvedev, who had gone through, I believe, in straight sets against Rublev. I don't know if that's the... Yeah, maybe. I, I think it was possibly Rublev he knocked out in straight sets anyway. And then he just destroyed Steph. I mean, Steph probably tired in that one. So 
is this now leveling the playing field? Is Medvedev that much better than Stefano Tsitsipas that now, after playing five sets and Steph cruising through in the best performance I've seen him play in ages? I mean, he is, Ben. He is. That's the th- Listen, if we had this matchup presented to us, say, a week ago or two weeks ago, oh. everyone says Daniel Medvedev exactly. annihilates Tsitsipas. We yeah. don't even think about this question. But the more I've been seeing the Tsitsipas, doesn't seem to be injured, seems to be moving well, seems to be going through the draw, beating big opponents, got through yeah. Fritz. For adversity, I've been so impressed by him, and it's Amazing. like Medvedev. On the other hand, he's shown some frailties. He crazy got under his skin. He almost lost yeah. to Felix. It's it's hard. It's a hard one to call. Uh, let's have a look at their head to head because I know they've played so many times. Sure, yes. Uh, and six... you can see here they played eight times. Uh, Medvedev leading yeah. the head to head six two. I think it's quite interesting as well because the last time they did play. Obviously, it was at a Grand Slam, but it was on clay. But Sissipas cleaned him up in straight sets, I think. But will that go in your mind? Despite it being a different surface, will that be stuck in his mind? Will Sissipas have a slight mental edge on him? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think Roland Garros is a different thing altogether. It's like a different sport at times. Yeah, yeah, it is. And Medvedev can't pull together a few games, let alone win a a match on there. Um, So... I don't know. It's a really tough one to to pick. But let's have a look through some of the other tweets. Yeah, yeah, sure. I just know so we've got a lot on Medvedev. I think they're all of these. Should we have, should we have this? One. Should we have this one first? Yeah, let's start with this. Oh, all right. You want to start here? Yeah. So we had a. Uh, oh, Steph. You're not going to have a look at who's walking past. No. I mean, oh, it's right. awkward. This is another dynamic as well. Just yeah. Wind it back <laughs> and play it again. For those who don't know, they hate each other. They don't like each other. We saw there him at the Cup. Let's they never look. spoke oh, to each where's other. Where's he going? <laughs> Medvedev walks past him. He turns his head on him. They just they don't like each other. We don't have to dress that up any other way. They're going to want to get one over on each other more than ever. I feel like Sissipas' dad's going to be vocal. He's probably yeah. going to get kicked out the stadium at one point. Uh, Medvedev's going to be complaining with umpires. He's probably going to smash a few rackets. Yeah. There's going to be drama. It's a match you can't miss. Hopefully everyone has a chance to watch it, depending on what time and what time zone you're living in. But it's going to be fireworks. It's going to be an exciting matchup. Yeah. I just can't call it. And I know I'm someone who always has a prediction. I always say my opinion on things. I'm finding this one really tough. And this is another funny moment what happened at the end of that Felix <laughs> match. And Medvedev said uh, to the, well, to the, I think it was Jim Curry, is it? Yeah, I think so. On the, yeah. on the call, saying, I told myself, what would Novak do? And then the whole crowd started going, boo, boo, for mentioning Novak. And then he goes, oh, Roger, oh, Roger and Rafa too. Everyone starts cheering. I mean, that's, that's pretty bad, isn't it? That is very bad, but it is typical of what was going John was touching on this in the Silk Report as well, because he said, no, we didn't know if uh, Novak was going to get any booze at uh, the Australian Open or not when he got on. If he got onto court, well, now we know he's had his booze apparently. So that was from the crowd. This one, quite an interesting one from Oleg. And Daniel Medvedev is only the fourth male player in the Open era to back up his first Grand Slam title with a semi-final at the very next Grand Slam tournament. The other three are Murray, reached the final. Lendl and Djokovic. High company is in there. Yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's with the very best. So that just shows how good Daniel Medvedev is. I've, I've said it many times. I think he's the best player in the world right now. Um, he, he showed and today. And he, yeah, but he showed today. But he, he enough struggled today. 
And I'm, yeah. I'm not seeing him really struggle like that against yeah, but, say, someone like a Felix. Yeah, but did anybody... I know that he faced match point, but you, you've got to look at it in certain ways because when there are levels of greatness as well in players, did, was anybody saying the same about Djokovic when... I know he wasn't two sets of love down, when he went through against five against Taylor Fritz that time? People, were people saying he was really struggling in that one? Not really, but they were just saying that's just his character. He's just that good because he's a great player. We know how good he is in a fifth set. Well, Medvedev might be that good in a fifth set as well. If we see him in more fifth sets, you might find out Daniel Medvedev can do the same. And this is the thing that we're starting to see with Medvedev. Signs of greatness coming through, I think, in the big moments. Mm. Is there another one? I think there's one yeah. more. Um 27th of January 2005, Australian Open. Defending, defending finalist Manit uh, Safin saves match point in the fourth set and beats opponent born August the 8th. 26th of January 2022. So 17 years later, Australian Open. Defending finalist Daniel Medvedev saves match point in the fourth set and beats opponent born August the 8th. What a coincidence this one is. <laughs> That's a very big coincidence, <laughs> isn't it? How is, how is that possible? You can't write this stuff, can you? <laughs> no, I just don't know how someone knows this. Like, who's, well, who's someone... putting the two... Who puts the two dots together? Fair play, whoever come yeah. up with it. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody out there must have some sort of algorithm going on somewhere, but it's incredible how they managed to get all these uh, statistics flying in and around. Like uh, all the whole tennis world, where do they pick them up from? Though they just sat on one big piece of information, waiting no, for another one to line up. Listen, there's some real cool sort of tennis nerds out there, and I say that in a nice way because I do <laughs> admire them. I don't understand how they know all these things, but fair play. We're sharing it now on the podcast because it's interesting. Um, it's very interesting. I think that's all we've got for tweets. So let's get to the prediction. Yeah. Let me move back to the first page so you can see the the two men in question. In terms of outfits, sister pass wins, by the way. I think out of all yeah, the yeah. four men. Yeah, I don't, I don't like agree. Medvedev's one that much. I'm not going to lie. What about the top two? Uh, the top two. I know you don't really like Rafa's one. I'm not. I don't mind it that much. I, I, if you uh, just change the, if you change it for a white headband, I'd. Oh no, like the headband's more. the best part of it. But nah, no. I'd quite like it if you just like changed it. Purple. Yeah, no, I, I like uh, sister pass. I think he's got the best outfit. Yeah, it's good. But, that's not what we're guessing. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> so he wins best outfit. Sissabas <laughs> <laughs> does win best outfit. Does he win this match? Go on then. Well, <laughs> twist my arm. He does. <laughs> Stefano Sissabas beats Medvedev in five sets. Wow. Uh, I've been. I think it's an upset. It's an upset alert. I've, it could well be, but. I've stuck with him the whole way through and he showed me signs today that anything is possible for Daniel Medvedev. And that little stat that we just brought up saying he just got to the semi-final after winning a Grand Slam just goes to show he's just going deep in every single tournament that he can get his hands on. For me, Daniel Medvedev, he's going to struggle, but ultimately I think it's going to be a close five-set win for Daniel Medvedev. Wait, five sets? Yeah, I think so Steph's going to five sets in five Ste semi-finals. Ste yeah, Steph's going to really take it to him, and it's yeah. going to be tooth and nail, and it's going to be so close that you're going to think Bass, he's going to do it, but Daniel Medvedev, the mental side, and that's what I've been talking about. Both my picks are all down to this. Well, I'm wondering how your this is going to be after ten sets <laughs> yeah. of tennis. <laughs> it's going to be non-existent. I'm going to be like a shell of a person. <laughs> 
But yeah, oh. uh, I've seen some of your predictions coming in. I'm not going to read them all out, but MC Quadrio uh, gone from Medvedev Cheers, in four. Um, we've had so many, I can't read them all. Uh, Steph in four. We've got George. Okay. Came in with uh, Baramir, Med in four. I'm trying to pick some of Boban. the members. Three there. There's another member who I saw. The Midnight Woodsman, Medvedev, Ooh. three, one. Okay. Yeah, oh. and there we go. Oh, they've got uh, Ndaye in with Steph and Matteo in five. Ooh, mm. both of them. Going for five as well. But yeah, this yeah. is a really tough one. I didn't know which way to call it. Uh, who, her, going Nadal, Medvedev final. On paper, the bookies, that's the one they've got. Uh, that is actually my final I predicted as well in the bracket, believe it or not. The yeah. final I predicted at the start was Nadal, Medvedev. And on the women's, I predicted... Eager Azarenka. Azarenka's not there, but Eager's still there. Yeah, I think I, you've got the actual women's prediction as well. If it's Eager Barty, you called it exactly. If it is. I'm not bad if, going. A big if. But yeah, if it does happen, I will be very happy to see Eager and Ashley Barty get into that final. And then Boring Ben has struck again, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, I think we've done this one to the death. You know our selections. Let us know in the comments section if you didn't get a chance to get into the live chat. We want to know how all of you people out there are gauging these semifinals. They're super intriguing mm. because we don't know who's going to be there. Yeah. I, I, it could be any of them. And there's a lot of stake as well. I feel like I've got to end on my piece on Rafa. He's going for 21. I know he said he doesn't really care about Grand Slams, this and that. I think he does care a lot more than he does. This one on. he does. I certainly care. <laughs> and what I would say with these four semi-finalists, I think this is a nice closing remark. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. Yes. There's not that real one favourite who stands out. There's not like a Roger Federer figure of, say, five years ago or, so, or even longer, no. 10 years ago, or a Djokovic figure for the last however many years he's been the most dominant guy in these kind of events, especially at the Australian Open. They're not there. This is an opportunity. It's a Rafa who's a bit out of sorts. Not the not his prime Rafa on his one of his worst it's his worst Grand Slam for sure. There's an opportunity to be made here. And I'm, let's see I'm who's sure. gonna grab history by just just grab it with both hands and take it and be in the history books. I'm going for Rafa and hopefully he can get into this final and I'm gonna be cheering him on all the way. And well, just to clarify, Ben, before we go, what is your predictions for the two matches? Rafa to defeat Matteo Berrettini in five and Daniel Medvedev to defeat Sissipas in five. <laughs> Mad. Uh, ten sets for Ben. I'm going Rafa in four and Sissipas in five. But yeah, Amazing we'll see stuff. you guys very soon. We're going to be doing the same thing for the women's. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you over in that one. If you haven't already, give us a like on the video for this one. really helps us move through the YouTube algorithms and subscribe if you're new. Uh, we'll see you very soon. See you in a sec, guys. Sports Social Podcast Network.